Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is March 14, and our scripture for today is Judges chapter 15. Now, in yesterday's podcast, I dealt with the Nazarite vow, and I dealt with sacrifices. All of those things that get us so confused because we know so very little about the Old Testament, about the Torah, about these vows, and what they mean. And none of these were salvific. None of these were for salvation. But in chapter 14, you have the strange story in the book of Judges of Samson defying the wishes of his parents and of God himself. I'm going to just read to get us up to date on where we are in chapter 14, which leads to chapter 15 and uh, Samson's continued battles with the Philistines. Now, Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. So he went up and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me as a wife. Now, this is amazing. Samson knew he had been brought up in a godly home in the tribe of Dan. God had given hope to a barren woman, and she had born Samson. There were conditions related to his birth that he would be a Nazarite. Samson had had this explained to him over and over again, that God had raised him up for a purpose, and Samson was rebelling against that purpose. Does this sound familiar? And so he said, I want this. Then his father and mother said, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren, that is, among the Israelites, or among my people, that is, the Danites, that you must go and get a wife? from the uncircumcised Philistines. Now listen, God had said, don't do this. There is a reason why a little leaven leavens the whole lump. How many times does God have to say this to all of us, not just Samson, but to all of us? We have to be careful who we hang around with. We have to be careful about our friendships. We have to be careful even about our acquaintances because it is so easy for us in an effort to try to please and fit in to sell God out. We have such a desire to be liked and well spoken of and to be accepted and to be secure with our friendships, whatever that means, because I can tell you people will sell you out for uh, very little when it comes to something that they want to do. And so after his father and mother pleaded with him, he wouldn't have it any other way. And Samson said to his father, get her for me, for she pleases me well. Now, doesn't that tell you something about Samson's heart? He didn't care what it took. He didn't care if it was a matter of what needed to be done before God. He wanted to do his own thing. But his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord. Why? Because they were following the Lord. And God in spite of Samson's disobedience, had chosen to bless him. Now, that doesn't mean that gives us a license to go out and sin. What it does mean 
that when God sets a purpose, he's going to fulfill it. And he was going to bring judgment on the Philistines, even if he had to use a disobedient one of his children. That is, if he had to use a disobedient, rebellious child, he would, because God's greater goal was to deal with these Philistines because of what they've been doing to the people. So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother, and came to the vineyards of Timnah. Now, to his surprise, a young lion came roaring out against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat, though he had nothing in his hand. That is, he did it with his bare hands. Now, I'm telling you, that's, you've got to be strong to do that. Number one, you've got to have pretty much confidence in yourself and your strength to meet a lion anyway. But he did not tell his father his mother what he had done. Then he went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well. After some time, when he returned to get her, he turned aside to see the carcasses of the lion, and behold, a swarm of bees and honey were in the carcass of the lion. It had been a while, and he took some of it in his hands and went along eating. And when he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them, and they also ate. But he did not tell them that he had taken Taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. So his father went down to the woman, and Samson gave a feast there, for the young men used to do that. And it happened when they saw him that they brought 30 companions to be with him. Then Samson said to them, Let me pose a riddle to you. If you can correctly solve it and explain it to me within seven days of the feast, then I will give you 30 linen garments and 30 changes of clothing. But if you cannot explain it to me, then you shall give me 30 linen garments and 30 changes of clothing. And they said to him, Pose your riddle that we may hear it. So he said unto them, Out of the eater came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet. Now for three days they could not explain the riddles, but it came to pass on the seventh day that they said to Samson's wife, this Philistine woman, entice your husband that he may explain the riddle to us, or else we will burn you and your father's house with fire. In other words, they bribed her and they threatened her to the point to where she was frightened. So indeed, she wept on Samson, begged him to do it, and finally He did, and of course, it was a mess. Verse 19, after they had solved the riddle, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mildly, and he went down to Ashkelon and killed 30 of their men, took their apparel, and gave the changes of clothing to those who had explained the riddle. So his anger was aroused, and he went back up to his father's house, and Samson's wife was given to his companion, who had been his best man. Now, you see, wasn't that a mess? What an ugly occurrence. What an ugly event to take place. Yes, there were some Philistines killed, but here was Samson who had gotten himself in a mess simply because he had defied God. Did God use him? Yes. Are you telling me, Pastor, that God uses people who mess up? He uses you, doesn't he? If he did not use people who have messed up, nobody would get used because we've all messed up, some more than others. 
Even in Samson's defiance, God blessed him. And so it is with us sometimes. And you say, wait just a minute. This would give people a license to sin. What you're saying just doesn't sound right. Well, that's the grace of God. What I'm saying to you is, do we sin that grace should abound? Absolutely not. But when we do sin many times, God blesses in spite of us. Despite us, not because of us. And isn't it wonderful when we're walking with God and we're filled with His Spirit and He uses us for His glory? But sometimes we're not what we need to be. Samson wasn't certainly what he needed to be, but God blessed him anyway, and I'm so glad that He did. When you come to chapter 15, then Samson, as you know, is on a rampage, and over and over again, he is found defeating the Philistines, and there were great victories that were won, and Samson became a legend in Israel and especially in that area of the coastal plain and the Shephelah, that is what we would call the hill country, and that's where Samson grew up, in that Sorek Valley around Beth Shemesh and all of that area there. That's where the mountains meet the valleys, and that's where most of the battles of the Philistines took place. Why? Because they would not go into the mountains. The coastal people, they were sea people. They were not Arabs. They were not a Semitic people. They were coastal people. They were island people. They were Greeks. They were people that had come there and they stayed around the coast or in the valleys up the Jordan Valley. There were several passageways into the Jordan Valley, and that's why David fought the Philistines and their giants of Gath, uh, Goliath. They were in the Ella Valley, and the Ella Valley is just part of that same country that goes into the foothills called the Shephelah in Hebrew. This is where most of the battles of the Philistines took place because they wouldn't go up into the mountains unless it was an unusual situation. And so the battles would take place where the mountains and the valleys would meet. And so this is where Samson did most of his work with the Philistines to battle them was in that area that we would call the Shephelah. And so when we come to chapter 16, we're going to look at the story of Samson and Delilah. But my prayer for you as you walk on the way is that we will learn the great lessons that sin always hurts us and always separates us from God's best. Did God use Samson? Yes. How he could have used him in a greater way if he had only obeyed. You see, one of the great sad things is And I believe when God will wipe away in one instance the tears from our eyes, we'll be at the judgment seat of Christ when we see what great potential, what a wonderful life God had for us if we had only sold out, committed all that we are to Him, and walked with Him in obedience in the Spirit-filled life. And we'll see what we missed, what God had for us, how we could have glorified His name. The same is true of Samson. And Samson, as we will see in his death, killed more Philistines than all of his life combined. And may God help us to do in this life 
what God would have us to do so that when we stand before him and if he is gracious enough to give us a crown of some sort, a victor's crown, a Stephanos, a crown of victory, that as in Revelation 4 and 5, we cast those before his feet, may God give us something that we can give to him as eternal gratitude for On the Way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.